people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with kristen and our sixth guest frank let me butcher your last name why don't i <laughs> cornine cornin cornine uh, but yeah everyone Corneen. does say cornine so Ooh, i like it Corneen. yeah okay cornine frank cornine who is from yep, boston yep. massachusetts and has had universalis for over 20 years he is also a fellow podcaster who decided to start his podcast, Alopecia Connection, to help get more stories of alopecia out into the world. He has focused more on stories from the male perspective, as those are generally underrepresented for a variety of reasons. So thank you, Frank, for being here, and welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. So excited. I know, we're really excited to hear your story and just all about your podcast. So go ahead and tell us about your hair loss journey thus far. Yeah, so it all started when I was 17. I had basically just turned 17. And it was the summer before my senior year of high school. And my family, you know, took a a nice family vacation out to the Northwest, you know, Boston. We went out to Seattle, Portland, Oregon. It was on that trip that I kind of first noticed some hair loss going on. So at the time, I actually had like a, a pretty full beard going. And I remember being in the hotel one of the mornings and, and kind of looking in the mirror and seeing square on my chin, just this kidding. this patch. So I didn't really think too much of it. But then, you know, a week or two later, came back home, getting ready for school to start, got that back to school haircut, you know. Yep. And my barber was just, you know, kind of buzzing the back of my neck, my head, and and he stopped and he said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm noticing a couple of these, you know, little round, as you guys know, quarter size, dime size patches. And he kind of brushed it off. But, you know, internally, I was, you know, what's going on here? Absolutely. So I went home and just couldn't stop really looking in the mirror and and trying to figure out what was going on here. It was actually that weekend that I called my buddy over and basically buzzed my head like that weekend. So some people kind of struggle with, you know, what should I do? Should I buzz my head? Should I let it stay? And you were like, it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was right away here. that. Yeah. Why such a quick decision to shave it? Do you know why you shaved it so quick? Um, I don't know. Maybe I was scared. Maybe I wanted to take control right away because school was, you know, literally starting. Yeah. And I was just like, let's buzz my head and figure this out, yeah. you know? And seven, that, so. 17 too, like you're right in high school. That's such a pivotal yeah. moment. Uh-huh. Um, did people notice right away? Um, so we buzzed it so short that you couldn't really notice patches per se. Sure. But of course, everyone was like, "Wow, you, uh, you know, you, you buzzed." Got your rid of all your hair, there. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but besides that, you know, I just played it off as that's just how I wanted to wear my hair at the time, you know. Right. But we went to the primary care, and that's where we first heard the word alopecia, mm. and then. From there, got referred to the dermatologist and talked about it more with him. And that's where we spoke about possible injections, the oral prednisone, which is what I actually tried anyways. Yeah. So I never did shots or anything like that. Uh, okay. It just wasn't, I don't know, just didn't really appeal to me. You just didn't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I wasn't a, a shots guy. And plus, I think even right away, the dermatologist said this would be not a one-time thing. 
yeah, it would be right. you know a several appointment kind of thing so i just was like let's try the the prednisone and see where it goes the prednisone really didn't do much for me yeah. and i think probably within a couple months i was universalis like completely wow. so it did was you, did you have any you know, side effects from taking the oral prednisone because i know it varies with people that get shots versus you know people that take the pill so i've heard that i maybe gained a little weight but besides that Oh, okay. Not much. Yeah, so that was, I think, a six-month prednisone, okay. you know, trial. And uh, after that, I was pretty much like, let's, you know, move forward here, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. When you started losing your hair, was it rapid or was it kind of like over time? Like your eyebrows were going, your hair, or was it like super rapid? So for my head, it's hard to tell because I buzzed it so short right. that, you know, that was kind of one of the unfortunate things with buzzing it because I couldn't really gauge my progress, you know, right. but the eyebrows and the rest of my body hair was slower, I would say. Okay. But, you know, if things started, we'll just say in August or September by the spring, I think everything was pretty much universal. That's, that's still fast. That is, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's such a change from, you know, having hair, having a beard, to mm -hmm. buzzing it off, to, oh, now it's all gone. I feel like yeah. that's Did a you also process. then shave your beard when you shaved your head? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I did have that patch in patch. the middle. Yeah. So, and I think even before I got that haircut, I had already shaved my beard oh, because wow. of that patch, too. So, okay. right. I was like, you know, let's start with this and then get the haircut. And then, so it just like, Kept moving on, you know, yeah, one step. Right. And, but yeah. In high school with hair loss, from a male perspective, we always think it's so interesting to hear too. How was your mental health during it? Was so, it hard to process? Oh, it was super hard to process because my hair was certainly part of my identity. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's weird coming from a guy. I don't know if you hear that a lot from guys. I haven't guys, heard but, it a lot, but yeah, it's true yeah, though. Just because um, I feel like I was one of the first guys to really develop so like facial hair and stuff that was like a tremendous part of my identity in school yeah one of the first guys to have a full beard and tons of body hair as well and right. and so for that to be part of your identity through even late middle school into high school and then seemingly overnight it's like gone right and yeah. uh, so with that loss of identity and loss of confidence and just kind of isolation because as you guys know when you're going through it you feel alone you don't feel like anyone can relate to you Absolutely. they might certainly say that they do but they probably don't so right did you find it hard to talk about since you were so young i think of like teenage brain you know like yeah you're 17 you don't really want to think about it but i mean it's constantly you probably were constantly thinking about it oh yeah yeah i was constantly thinking about it and right. I, I remember going back to the dermatologist there you know he's like we don't really know why this happens it could be stress it could be a multitude of things your hair could come all back it could fall all out yeah. but don't worry about it and don't think about it oh right? thanks oh you yeah, yeah, like, love that Sounds don't great. worry about it yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you could go from like nothing to everything, but don't think about it, you know. So that was I had uh, this similar thing when I went to the doctor. They were like, You'll yeah. only lose thirty to fifty percent of your hair. Why are you worried? Yeah, yeah. That's half my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was you know, you're constantly thinking about it because mm -hmm. just the uncertainty, every time you take a shower, you're, you're thinking you're losing more. You look in the mirror, you think you're losing more. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but in your head, yeah, that's what yeah. you're thinking about. So did you do like any beanies, toques, um, or hats? <laughs> <laughs> so I was offered that in school 
like the teachers. Um, once I actually related my situation to my teachers, yeah. some of them were like, oh, yeah, if you want, you can wear a hat. Not really allowed in school, but you can if you want. And to me, it was just like, well, I, I don't really want to stand out. Right. Yeah. That's so why right. would I want to wear a hat? You know, right. because then the it would be like, hey, why does he get to wear a hat? And I don't. Like, exactly. We'll start showing up with hats and then it'll become a whole huge thing. I totally yeah. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I want to not draw attention to myself and I just want to be left alone, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I was offered that. But certainly outside of school, I was always wearing hats and everything like that. Yeah. I kind of did anyways, even before alopecia. But yeah, hats, a lot of hats, a yeah. lot of beanies. I feel like so. we all have collections, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all Too have many. collections of beanies and hats and the yeah. whole thing. Was it a thing? I guess my, I have so many questions because we don't have many men on. So was wig wearing a thing? I feel like that's not really a thing for men. So No, that I mean, I had not heard that possibility at all right and i mean i still don't really isn't that crazy yeah. they make yeah. them though they like do. even my yeah. suction wig yeah. they make yeah. a male like form of it like and version? i'm like oh right. wow but it's not really yeah. talked about no which no. is which is different i know that's why i bring it up because i think i saw an ad for a male wig and i'm mm -hmm. like oh yeah. it's probably because i'm always talking about wigs or damon's talking about them or mm -hmm. something but yeah, interesting, because I feel like that's not really talked about. So I figured I would mm. ask, because I remember I went to a support group. Oh, gosh. I think I was 19 or 20. It was my first one I went to. And there was a gentleman there that I think he was in his 60s. And he was talking about how when, no, he had to have been older, maybe in his 70s. He was he was older. And he talked about how that was the first thing, I thought this was mind-blowing, that his family offered was wigs. Mm. So he wore wigs. Mm -hmm. throughout his entire school and he said they looked terrible because wigs were not cool back then and they mm -hmm. were absolutely terrible but i thought that was so interesting when he said that because i'm like i feel like that even back then was not really a thing so yeah. for him to say that very interesting yeah even like eyebrow yeah. you know options those weren't even really discussed back then at least for me as right. well so it was it was pretty much deal with it right you know? oh was, wow you know, no options like yeah, which is kind of crazy because yeah. there's all those like male pattern baldness like clinics and stuff right yeah, so yeah. i'm surprised yeah. that wasn't pushed on to you right i feel oh, like no. the the thing <laughs> that's pushed on to men more is treatment and yeah and, yeah you know micropigmentation and all that stuff yeah. instead of like less harmful or less <laughs> permanent things you mm. know like i feel like mm. more drastic things are pushed on to men i never knew about micropigmentation i never knew about anything like that but my brother did like he's bald mm -hmm. my brother did he knew all about it and i'm like that's so weird the differences of men and women and like mm. even the like hair implants is more yeah. triggered towards yes. men right mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. Hmm. interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. we have like we have a lot of men and women we have the, these core experiences that we share but sure. on the outside very different experiences a lot of times so yeah absolutely very interesting very yeah. interesting all right i want to kick it off to christians yeah into the questions okay. yeah so what was the hardest hurdle to jump when it came to your hair loss probably i mean early on like i was saying earlier the isolation and loss of identity and and self-confidence definitely early on so right. and at 17 too were you dating i'm, I'm assuming i was yeah yeah was how yeah. was that it was um so my <laughs> high school sweetheart she's she's my wife now actually so yeah she was that. with me before alopecia and through oh. that whole journey and still together, obviously. So if you look at it that way, I think I had kind of a unique 
experience with dating with alopecia just because we were together before my alopecia so i don't have any experience with like new dating with alopecia so i know um, i figured i would ask you that because that that tends to we've had a couple people on with different experiences so i feel like mm -hmm. we're still looking for that person where the hardest hurdle is dating because we know Mm. that person's out there um (laughs) because i i knew when i got diagnosed i was dating someone different and now i'm married but I remember that was hard for me to yeah. tell someone about it, especially because yeah. I wore wigs so often in the beginning. Actually, no, not in the beginning. All the time in my <laughs> <laughs> now husband. But like, yeah, we're looking for people that talk about dating because we want to know what's what's the 411. <laughs> yeah. does, that, does that date me if I say that? <laughs> does that age Maybe me? a little. <laughs> I can say, though, like from my perspective, even just meeting someone new. Yeah. Because I don't have wigs or anything. It's yeah. just kind of out in the open. So when I first meet someone, it's like, well, I know that they probably know that something's going on. So do I tell them right away or, or do I just kind of yeah. just go with it? And, that dance and, and, of like, should I say something or wait for their yeah, questions? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not so much with dating, but just meeting new people in general. So That's actually interesting you say that because, you know, only two years ago, I I told people about mine. And I feel like people I knew and still know, before I told them about my alopecia, I'm always waiting for that. I still am. If I see them, if we hang out with them, I'm like, you still haven't asked. You still haven't asked about my alopecia, and it's very weird. (laughs) Like, they'll skate around the subject of, like, how's the podcast going, or stuff like that, but they won't, like, Mm. say anything about alopecia. And I'm like, man, like, this is so weird. I feel like people are uncomfortable bringing it up with me. So, Mm. yeah, I feel the same way. I haven't met many new people that I haven't rocked this outside really that much, but I'm interested to see what people would say because I feel like, I mean, I'm like a spotted leopard, you know? Like if I were to walk out in public, I feel like people would be like, whoa! (laughs) Like, where are all those spots on her head? Go ahead, Kay. I'm going to kick it to you again. Well, I like this question because this is going (laughs) to open it up to your podcast. In what ways do you advocate and or spread awareness about alopecia? Less than a year ago, I started Alopecia Connection, just a podcast. Again, as you said, just trying to get more, really more stories out there. But at least in the beginning, I wanted to focus more on stories from the male perspective, just because I didn't really hear a lot of them. So I just wanted to kind of give a platform to get some of those stories out. Absolutely. So You know, what's funny is there's been people that have reached out to us that are like, hey, do you know of anyone that talks about the male perspective? And we're like, yep, Frank, yeah. here you go. Yeah. Here's all this nice. information because nice. you are the only one we know. Like yeah. we don't mm-hmm. know many other people like from male perspective that have yeah any talk show any nothing so when yeah. i found out about you i'm like oh this is so much yes. needed mm-hmm. i don't Very know if it's so. just because we just tend not to talk about things sure. as much um you know i started going to the local nap support groups and maybe I have 20 or 30 people there but there was only maybe two or three guys so really? i would hear a lot of stories which were great and get a lot of things from everybody's experiences but you know i just wasn't getting a lot of stories from the male perspective so yeah that's actually actually one of our questions too was in regards to the male perspective when it comes to alopecia and hair loss in general why do you think it's underrepresented and why do you think it's not talked about that much that was actually one of our questions yeah i feel like it kind of ties back now 
tell me if I'm wrong. But I feel like it also kind of ties into, like you said, you know, women tend to talk about their emotions and feelings more than men, but also underrepresented because what we just talked about. Look at how much stuff is pushed towards males to, oh, here's a permanent fix for that. Here, get a transplant. Here, get micropigmentation so it hides all your bald patches, A, B, and C, to get rid of it, right? Whereas women, it's like, oh, you could wear a wig or a beanie or just rock it. So I feel Mm. like it's just such a dragon to slay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's like, how do we get more men to talk about their hair loss? Because we had my brother on and I know it took him forever, years and years and years to talk about it. Mm. So I know we want to help as much as we can, too, because we think it's so important for everybody's stories to be told. Yeah. Because yeah. we know that we're we're a couple of women that men might not want to listen to. They want to hear it from male perspective. Uh-huh. So we love what you're doing, and we can't say thank you enough for, for doing that for the yeah. community. Yeah, I just think back when I was 17 and what would have helped me at the time. You know what I mean? I know podcasts weren't really a thing back then. But, <laughs> um, you know, maybe I wasn't ready to go to a support group, like a live support group. But if I could have just driven around, popped on a podcast and just heard somebody's story, sure. you know, in the comfort of my own space, yeah. um, it would have really helped out. So that's kind of what I'm going for here, I guess. Right. It's like a different way to get support. Because some people yeah. might not want to show up and show that they have alopecia because it's too real. So listening yeah. to people is a different way to get support. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell us more about your podcast. Like what have you learned? What are you looking forward to in the future? What are you planning to do? We just want to hear all about it. So yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. We just put out the ninth episode featuring our first woman on the podcast, Michaela. She's a young woman, super impressive. She's incredibly involved with NAF, the Alopecia Justice League. She's one of the uh, the mentors for the, the kids and she's done fundraising. She's just done a ton of stuff. And, you know, doing it so far, it's it's been awesome to meet all these people. And cool thing, I think, with all this is, as you guys know, with alopecia, there's all these different forms and you can get it at all different ages and it can go, it can come back, it can go again. So the story and the experience possibilities are pretty much endless. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? absolutely. We always we um, always laugh about how like having a podcast, I feel like you probably feel this too, is every time you have a guest on, it's kind of like a therapy session. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to talk about alopecia with alopecians and know that you could possibly be helping more people yeah. with their journeys. I feel like that's such an important and great thing for us to yeah. experience too. And it's it's like another way to kind of gain control over your situation. You know, and I, I've heard that from some of my guests, just telling their story gives them a sense of control over the situation too. But, but yeah, I've had guests who developed alopecia at a young age, at an old age. And again, just the experiences are very different. So it's, it's, it's good to hear that because, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you might not relate to every single guest, but you might get a, just a little something from somebody that kind of resonates with you and and that's all you really need. So, right. It's like bits and pieces from every person Uh can just help you. It's weird. We talk about that too, where, you know, there are a lot of similarities, of course, you know, we, that's how we bond. That's how we connect with each other because there's similarities, but the differences and how people have perceived their journey or the advice that they give or Mm. even situations that they've been through in their journey that we hear, there's been times where we'll sit there and we'll be like, whoa. We never Uh thought of it that way. And that helps us push us along. So it's like we're all giving each other little pieces 
of yeah. our own experience to help us through. And it's it's a powerful experience. It really is. It is. Sharing the yeah. stories and just sharing with each other. And then, like, you know, even staying connected afterwards is just mm-hmm. so, so huge. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to lead into this with, uh, have you had any, like, funny moments through your hair loss that you could look back and laugh at yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> so they, they maybe weren't funny at the time, but. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so back in in high school, I was on the crew team. You guys familiar with crew rowing? Yeah, absolutely. So I was not. Um, so rowing. <laughs> so you know, this was senior year, just got alopecia, and I'd be rowing, and you know, you got to keep sync with everyone, and you know, you got both your hands on your oar, and you're keeping timing and everything like that, and the sweat right would just come down my head into my <laughs> eyes virtually blinding me while i'm trying to row oh, no. so so here i am and i'm i can't wipe the sweat out of my eyes cuz i got to keep right. my hands you're rowing. on my oar and i'm like virtually blind and i'm like this this is not a good situation here so oh, no. Eventually, though, you know, I, I started wearing bandanas when I was rowing and stuff like that. So sure, um, good old couple... sweatband. Yeah, those are still yeah. a thing. No, yeah, I don't think but, they are. <laughs> no, they're not. But on a couple occasions, it was it was pretty scary out there. But, I can't imagine. Just yeah. oh, here we go. <laughs> yep, I'm just uh, I'm just you know trying just to keep rowing my blind. eyes open. Just rowing yeah. line. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> relying on yeah. your teammates. <laughs> yep, my eyes are just burning, but I'm trying yeah, to keep them right. open. Uh, oh, yeah, that is just something else. You know that what's interesting is there are a lot of sports players. There, there's yeah. football players. There's basketball yeah. players. There's a whole bunch of people that I think about because I'm trying to think now. Do any of them wear anything? I'm trying yeah, to think, I, I especially if they don't have eyebrows to catch yeah, the sweat, right? I know, um, like Charlie Villanueva when he used to play in the NBA, he definitely wore a, a yeah right. sweatband. Okay. Um, because I know there's but, some there's some football players too that have LPs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe their helmet holds their helmets, it. right? It their helmets yeah. would just hold yeah. it in, right? Exactly. I know. I'm always so curious about that, you know, because there's nothing to protect your face nothing. when you're yeah. sweating sweating away. So because you don't, you didn't even have eyelashes at that time, right? No, so like no eyebrows, no, no eyelashes, yeah, it's, sweat's it's, just going it's, in. <laughs> yeah, it's something you don't think about until you don't it have is. them. I guess you know, right? Yeah, just pouring in your eyeballs at the leader. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> They do serve a purpose, so. They do. So do, like, nose hairs. I know I was, like, sick forever because I didn't have nose Mm -hmm. hairs, so. Isn't that crazy? I feel like people don't put that together with hair loss. They don't Mm -hmm. think, oh, yeah, you do need body hair. You do Mm -hmm. need these certain things on your your skin because it helps you with certain things. So, yeah, very interesting. I have one more kind of funny story. Oh, go for it, please. So, we like funny. Around Christmas time, do you guys do, or are you familiar with Yankee gift swaps? Yeah, absolutely. Like so, white elephant and stuff like that. Yeah. White so, elephant. So you guys are using all these terms. <laughs> so everyone wraps a gift and puts it in a pile. You draw numbers and you, you pick out your, your random gift. You don't know what it is. So we had the big family Yankee gift swap. And I pick a gift. It's a small gift. I open it up and it's a can of like beard wax, like mustache <laughs> wax. No way. And I'm just like, I'm like, you have to be kidding me. Like, out of this <laughs> What are whole the pile, odds of that? Right. What are the odds? And I'm like, I'm trading this <laughs> gift. I don't want this gift at all. Get rid of it. Right. Like, what is the um, point? What am I even going to use this for? Yeah. But it was just like, you know, you got to be kidding me here. I know. You yeah. just think, like, the universe is just playing jokes now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just pull, pulling some jokes out of their hat. That's awesome. Whoever brought that yeah. one should have been like, no, Frank. 
No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I know. Why did they give you a heads up? Like, wait, I, I packaged that. Like, no, yeah. don't go for it. Yeah. <laughs> that is too so. good. I love oh. stories like that, though, because yeah. now thinking about it, I mean, like, you, it's just hilarious. There's so many things like that. I mean, Kristen and I, we fuck our lips blue about funny moments that we experienced throughout our hair loss now that we laugh at. But then we were in full panic mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not so funny then. Yeah, exactly. But now it's just like, oh man, that's just, you got to laugh about it, you know, because what else? We do have a couple more questions. I'm going to let Kristen close it out with these last two. Yeah, for sure. So what are your best resources or people that have helped you along your way? Um, let me think here. So our local NAP support group in Boston, the leader there, Krissa, she's been awesome, just super supportive through everything. And then just the whole online community um, on Instagram, like you guys, all the podcasts. Again, I wish this was around 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, because I know really would have changed everything. I feel like most people that got alopecia when they were younger, even me, I mean, mine was only 10 years ago, but still, I didn't look online. I wish yeah. I knew about it too. So I feel yeah. like there's a lot of people that don't know about it. That's like, yeah. why there's the whole, that's the whole point of why we're doing what we're doing. Because yeah. Yeah. once you figure out about the community, it's a yeah. whole different life to live with hair loss. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, I tried back when I first got alopecia but at that time there was just these message boards right yep so i remember going on some alopecia message boards and maybe posting a note but then you'd have to wait for someone to respond to you and it's just nothing like it it is yeah right like a week to respond and by that time you're thinking about something else (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely i know the instant being able to like I feel like ever since AAM came out where you could like quickly or texting came out, I feel like that's when it started where people could connect all around the world. And yeah. I feel like that's a huge benefit of the internet. Like as mm-hmm. scary as it can be, yeah. there that's a huge benefit because it connects so many people. I mean, I thought it was crazy that there were people that we talked to that, you know, when I first posted about my hair loss, I was talking to people in Germany. I was talking to, like people were telling me all their different oh, yeah. experiences. And I think that was so powerful to just feel like I wasn't alone in the whole world, which was weird. You know, I feel like not many people get to experience that. So, yeah. Okay, last question. Tough, but a good one. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone new to hair loss or possibly regressing with their hair loss journey? It might just be kind of general, but just reach out, meet others, connect with others. I didn't mention this, but I didn't meet another person with alopecia for like over 10 years. Oh, wow. You know, so it was a huge mistake in retrospect. But, you know, if I had reached out and connected, I could have saved like years of just, you know, feeling isolated and stuff like that. So as we were just saying, there's a whole community out there. And if you're going through alopecia, reach out and uh, connect. It's funny because it's not common, but it's also not. I know. Rare? Not, not, Isn't that oh, weird? Yeah. It's yeah. weird to think about because I feel like, you know, dermatologists and, and scientists would tell you, oh, no, this is kind of rare. Like, not many people, only, you know, a couple of million people have it. But when you connect with everybody, it's like, but it seems like there's a whole world full yeah. of alopecians. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, scrolling through my Instagram, it's just like, you know, baldy, baldy, baldy. And right. I'm like, yeah. you know, this is crazy that that's what I see now. Yeah. yeah. When... I didn't connect with somebody for 18 or 19 years. 
that had the same thing as me. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat as you, Frank. And I was yeah. like, if I would have just known, like, I even know. just like, you know, one person, right? right. So yeah, exactly. I think that's also why <laughs> I always laugh about it because I'm always very awkward when I do. But when I see someone <laughs> in public that I know has alopecia, I will go talk to them. Like I will, I've even done markets where I'm like, Hey, Damon, man the fort. I'm I'm out of here. I see someone with alopecia. Yeah. Because it's like, I think, what if they need someone? What if they don't know anybody in their area? What if they're new to the area? What if this is the first time they're rocking their bald? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I would want someone to do that to me if they saw me out in public like this. I would want another alopecia to come up to me and be like, hey, you got alopecia? Like, let's become friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or oh. even just like like at the sushi restaurant where I saw that baldy and I just pulled off my wig and then I sat there and ate dinner and we were both like, hey, because it <laughs> yeah, was just exactly. like, you know, yep. solidarity. Yeah. Right. I know <laughs> it, it means so much. I feel like even if it. Yeah, I agree. All right. I'm going to go on yeah. a tangent again. I yeah. always go on tangents. <laughs> I've like I've met guys in my own town, uh, you know, the next town over. It's it's crazy. I know. It's so wild. And it's so nice to see someone in person, too. Mm -hmm. Like that. It's nice to see, obviously, over video. But like in person, it's a whole nother emotion that comes over. So, Mm. yeah, Yeah. we I think we had one person on that uh, said that they went on an alopecia retreat and they were all I think they were canoeing and the wind came up. And they were all like bald at this point, but they all went to reach for their heads because <laughs> they thought they were wearing something, right? And then they looked at each other and laughed. You don't it, get that with exactly right. Mm. Like you'd just be alone doing that if you were with yeah. People I think with it, hair. I think it was Gabe that talked about it. Yeah, it was. He, he also talked about at that retreat how they had a DJ and like a dance floor and everything, and how everybody was on the dance floor like whipping off their wigs and their hats and everything, and it was just nice to be able to be yourself and to see if people that understood you. So mm-hmm. I know I that's so great when people connect like that. We do have a couple more things too. The last thing is our chick bit, but before we do that, we wanted to say thank you. Yeah, um, yes, for thank, you. Me. thank you. We so love having you here, hearing your perspective. You know, talk about the male perspective. We we love it, and we can't wait to see what you do in the future. So if you want to find Frank, all of that information is going to be in our direct me. But mm-hmm. before we close it out, our chick bit is about. Hair loss, of course. <laughs> and as a lot of you know, alopecia areata affects about 2% of people worldwide, which we were just what we were just talking about. But half of men in the world experience some type of hair loss by the age of 50. So advocating for any and all alopecians is a must, which is why Frank and his podcast is very much needed. He is working hard to spread awareness from a male's perspective and what an awesome job you are at doing that. Do you think oh. there's any way that we can like work together to change and represent men more mm-hmm. in this? I just um, saw it in your list of questions page. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, I could certainly, you know, refer some of my guests over to you guys if you want. I have a bunch that have been super positive, just great, awesome yeah. guests. So. We would love to have more men yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. I mean, like we've only had a few. So, I mean, like we would love to start advocating for, for men too with alopecia because we think it's important. I mean, we want to yeah. hit... Every type of alopecia, every, every person, every mm-hmm. walk of life with alopecia. So, yeah, absolutely. We we would love to do like a male series or something like that. Definitely. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome. But, yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Frank. You've been amazing, yeah. as always. Thanks for having me. 
If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at thosebaldchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which you'll be able to find in the episode description. Until next time, guys, bald pack out.